Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It looks like they own it. It's theirs. That's insane. That their stadium is 20 miles from campus? Yeah. And that they own it. Why? why? What do you need that for? It cost $128 million to... Welcome to the Touchlines and Touchdowns podcast, the world's first and therefore greatest football, football mashup podcast. I'm your host, Asa Smith, with your co-host, Greg Saradarian. What are, are you like, are you, are you putting in like a, like an answering machine? Yes, I am. <laughs> Just so you guys know, I'm the stump and he's the twig. And together we're stumpy and twiggy. Here for all of your football and also the other football discussion. Um, so, yeah, so we, we, we've got a good show for you. Uh, we've got Angus, who has a real name, I'm sure. Uh, uh, you know, allegedly, I've never actually heard it. So, yeah, I mean, like, it's probably something boring like Jason. Um, boo. Boo. Anyways, uh, so, yeah, so this this week's episode's good. We've got a guest to talk about the, the week that was college football's back. Uh, actual games happened, but nobody really tried all that hard. And no, then, it was Big Ten as hell. Big Ten as hell. And we've got our good friend Kevin on to talk about the wonder that was uh, the weekend of soccer. With his rapid, rapids reaction. It's it's a TM. Uh, Stumpy, do you want to tell him about the sponsors? As always, we are sponsored by the Anchor app which is the best free way to make a podcast. We're also sponsored by the Smith Workforce Management Group for all of your employment law needs. And uh, as of, what, July 1st, also for all your college sports NIL needs. So where, where would I check them out if I could? Smith, nope, that, was, that would not be correct. SmithWorkforceManagementGroup.com You want to get to the show? We should probably get to the show. Yeah, I, you need to stop me from talking. This is only getting worse. Coach Kevin, how are you? Doing well, how are you? Oh, we're doing well. Uh, so some soccer happened. As it continues to happen. Um, so we are recording this, uh, as, as I speak, it is the 68th minute of the PSG Reims game. And because Mauricio Poch, somebody pronounced that properly, uh, Poke is an asshole. He took off, uh, when he put on Messi, he took off Neymar. (laughs) (laughs) That's not fair. I want to watch somebody get mad at somebody else. No, he he made it so that we will never actually see Neymar, Mbappe, and Messi on the same field at the same time. Uh, yeah, I mean that's probably what he's trying to do because so, Mbappe is definitely moving by the like was it tomorrow? Tomorrow's the deadline? No, the thirty first. So uh, by the time that actually yes, by the time this posts tomorrow. 
Yes, that's what I was doing. I was trying to bridge the time-space continuum in order to make it so it was posted. Yeah, so like Mbappe's definitely going to Real, right? Uh, I mean, we, we, we think it's, it's pretty much a done deal. Um, he's, he's said in no uncertain terms that he wants to go, and he's on a free at the end of this year. So, so yes, so he's either – but that – so it's either – no, because PSG would be dumb as hell to not get something from him. Yeah, so he's gone. Yeah, either you get 100 million, 180 million euro or you get zero. So Why would Madrid not just sit on their hands for a few more months? Why did the well, Lakers trade assets for Anthony Davis? Yeah, there, there's a whole lot to having someone in your system. I mean, let's let's play a game. Let's say PSG, and this is like, if Mbappe stayed, this is not like a crazy thought. Let's say PSG won all of the trophies, right? Like, maybe he stays. Maybe he sticks it out. Maybe he says, you know what? I'm, I'm winning here. I've, I've got a good situation. Do I really need to leave? Um, whereas if you go to Madrid right now, then if they do that, then it's like, well, I'm here. I'm at, the, you know, one of the big three biggest clubs in the world. So whatever. Um, yeah, I guess the only real – so I, I don't even know if winning everything is – you know, what he would be looking for. Because if it was, then I don't think he would be considering this in the first place. I think the bigger issue and what I would potentially be, you know, afraid of is guys, uh, I guess, like spending all year recruiting him saying like, hey, man, you're French. What, you don't want to live in Paris and hang out with Neymar and Messi and score, you know, 30 goals a year while barely trying? Like, yeah, there's a, I don't understand. I guess part of it is that I'm, a Madrid hater. I don't like Real that much. Um, but like, I don't understand why you would consider moving from PSG this year to Real this year. Yeah. You're, you're, you're asking for, you're asking a lot of questions. Like what, what is the goal here? Because if the goal, if the goal is to get to Madrid, you do it at the end of the season, you make up your mind in your head, whatever. Um, if the goal is to win trophies, it's you stay at PSG. If the goal is to be a hero amongst your countrymen, you stay at PSG. If the goal is to play with the a, a wizard, you stay at PSG. Like, I don't, I don't get it. I'll say that. I don't. It's got to it. be something similar to what made Neymar move to PSG. Like, he wants to prove himself for himself. He wants to be the guy. He wants to show he can do it. But like, and I'm, I don't know this for a fact, but I'm assuming that. Uh, Mbappe grew up being a Madrid fan. Yeah, I, I, I assume so. I, that seems like a fairly safe bet. So, like, it is part of it. Also, is that you know you want to. It's not your boyhood club or anything, but it's like the team you grew up idolizing. There, I mean, there are guys that let's like let's say in the in the U.S. There are guys that still dream of playing for the Cowboys, even though the Cowboys have sucked since 1996. Like, there's something to that. I don't yeah. understand it, but, you know, I'm not the one with the God-given athletic talent, so. They're also, yeah. Madrid's kind of classically, like, the spending team in the world that goes out and acquires those types of players. So it yeah, was, definitely. It kind of like, it's almost like a validation to your career. If you're going to be, yeah, I don't know if, like, they're, they're signing up the decade, Maybe I don't know, or or even of a five year window, because you can you normally kind of think about teams. You have you know you put rosters together to try to win in a five year window, and then those dudes will age out, and you get new ones. Um, <laughs> like, he would be the guy. At, well, yeah, at Madrid, and he'd how... be their big signing. Like that's I don't know something. Depending on how he actually does play out, like he that would be the signing of the last five years, because the only other competition would have been Eden Hazard, who has uh to say the least, underperformed as a Madridista, which I think most of his is injury-related, so it's not fair to, like, I'm not, uh, you know, critiquing Eden Hazard for the way he's played, but you do have to point out the fact that the last time, you know, Real tried to do this was they went out and got Eden Hazard, and then he, like, immediately sucked for three years. Yeah, and and again, like, it's not not his fault, but it was a failure of a signing because he didn't play well. Um, right, that's a, that's a better way of putting it. It's like it's not his fault, but it was not the signing they envisioned. Which right. there's a yeah. picture 
there's a picture of a young Killian Mbappe uh, in his room, and it's it's just pictures of Madrid. Yeah, I mean they are. I, I and I don't know if this is like international marketing or what, but like the best example is that Joel Embiid is a huge Madrid fan, and Joel Embiid grew up in the middle of what Cameroon or something. Yeah, yeah, like people know what <laughs> Real Madrid is. Yeah. And I think especially given given that PSG was not a thing until what like 10 years ago. Um, um so I know that they actually weren't a actual club until s- in the 70s. No, I don't know when yeah. they got like good though. Yeah, I they I think that they were they were bought by the Nation Sovereign Wealth F- Fund of Qatar in like 2010 or something. That makes uh, sense. And that's when they that's when they started the thing. So, you know, I, I don't, I, I, I bet that he does not have any like deep allegiance to PSG. I bet his, you know, his folks probably don't, weren't like lifelong PSG fans. I don't know if his folks had any fandom or whatever. So he probably, when he was a kid, did what kids do. And it's like, uh, well, who can I watch on TV all the time? Real Madrid? Great. Cool. They're yeah. winning. They've got the best players. They got Cristiano Ronaldo at that point when he was a kid. Yeah. Like they've got the, you know, it's it's either them or Barcelona, and he decided he wanted to be more like Ronaldo than Messi, which perhaps makes sense. Well, but like even historic, like Barcelona has always been a huge club that can pay a lot. But in all the stuff that I've like looked and read at, you never really hear about people that are outside of Catalonia who like grow up like I want to play for Barcelona. It's always just kind of like, well, I didn't get picked up by. Madrid, so I might as well go play for Barcelona. It's a we- it's a really weird dynamic. Is is Barcelona Auburn? Uh, except significantly better. <laughs> well, you know, you didn't you didn't get picked up by Alabama, so it's like, well, I guess I'll go to the weird orange blue colored one. I feel like oh. the the reports of Barcelona's death are being greatly exaggerated. I think that they're going to be they'll be fine sooner than later. Yeah, yeah, I mean they have they they've been they've been playing really well, which I mean again La Liga, so like <laughs> grain of salt with that, but they they've been playing fine since he was gone. As long as you can, I mean, if you pit, if it's, it's always been true, if you pull in the right guys to run the club, and you can run like if you know how to run a club on a budget, it doesn't really matter if you have Messi or not because you can find you know like Memphis Depay has scored four goals in three matches or something like that, like. Right, and, and and it's not like it's not like Messi left and it was like, oh, well, I guess we don't have any other play. Like, no, no, no. Like, there's a ton of guys there who would who would walk in, and start at what ninety five percent of clubs in the top five leagues. I mean, something like that. A so, lot of the a lot of them are aging out, so it'll be interesting to see what they do, like with their defense and midfield. Because uh, if they can get even some money for like Busquet or PK or anything like that, like that would they should be fine yeah and 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 plus like you've got to assume that at some point they're going to get money from they're going to get something from Dembele they're going to get something from you know panic pajamic piano I have no idea again watch again watch foreign a lot of foreign leagues on uh mute because I only get the Spanish feed yeah so so like like this team is still very good and I, I i suppose that gives us uh an excuse because it was actually natural um sergino dust didn't start he did play was that today or yesterday today today um and uh he played fine there's a there's a, a theory going around that um dust asked to be held out of this one because um like all of the americans apparently like made the same request or burhalter made the request that um they wanted to to be out because they're going to have three games in a week. And so they, did, they wanted to be a little bit fresh. Um, I don't know how much of that is true, but that was the, that was the rumor. Um, but in his, in his what, 30 minutes, he played well, you know, he didn't, he didn't score anything, but he, he had a couple of good balls and um, you know, played fine. Good job. So, so then was, was starting McKenney yesterday, like a big middle finger to the, U.S. Soccer Federation like, feels like it. <laughs> sure, feels like it. <laughs> we are Juventus. You can't tell us what to do. Um. Yeah. Like it, it feels a little bit like that might be the case. 
Um, I'm, honestly, I think we we've made it on a world world football stage. If a uh, you know historically great club is telling us to f off, they want to they want to start our midfielder. Yeah. Um, no, they want to, They want to mess with uh, our national team. <laughs> just like, no, we can't allow you to have fresh players. Then you might actually win. Yeah. Fuck you, Juventus. Or Doc. I don't know. Whatever. Um, so that was that was what... Oh, the big news out of Spain, actually, this weekend was actually had nothing to do with Dest. Um, it's that our, our, our wonderful, wonderful boy from Valencia... Um, is is uh, apparently healthy and and made it onto the field this weekend. Yunus Musa back. Yeah, good. Yeah, there's not much more to say about it. Like we're we're happy he's healthy. He didn't do anything because he was on for like four minutes. Yes, they brought him on as like basically for stoppage time. Yeah, so he didn't really do all that much, but um, it was it was good to see him. It was it was it was good that he's um he's back playing you know we were we were worried that that injury was going to be three to six and then you know if it's six if it, if it was six weeks then suddenly you're looking at the october window so musa i think is healthy um he played against uh matt miazga in matt miazga's debut he did not play well uh he did not know that was not <laughs> it, the best showing it was bad <laughs> um well and- I was trying to be nice about it, but yeah, no, that was, uh, that was bad. Like, like there's, there's a, there's an argument that he was responsible for two out of the three goals. Uh, he got a yellow card. It wasn't good is, 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 is the takeaway, but we had an American versus another American in La Liga in the year of Tim Tebow's Lord 2021. And that's pretty neat. Um, and that's good. Yeah. So, um, so, uh, Switching over to, to Spain a little bit, um, I don't want to talk too much because McKenney did not play well either. Um, you mean Italy? Is that what I meant? Yes, it is. I think so. Uh, yeah, uh, Gianluca Busio started and was responsible for certainly one goal, maybe two, uh, in for the other team. Sorry, I wasn't clear. Uh, he did not he, – he, he, it was weird. Everything good that happened for Venezia happened because of Busio – but he made two like catastrophic mistakes. Um, I was able to watch like most of that game, and he—he's just small, you know. Like he's just like a kid. Yeah, that's that's that was kind of the the worry watching him this summer. And I guess stereotypically, the league that he's in should be a little bit more accommodating. To you know, he's not playing in the prem. But yeah. he'll, he'll, I think he'll figure it out. I, I don't know. For for the last 40 years, the United States has produced, you know, physically gifted and gritty players, and they haven't had the technical side of things. So I'm willing to give a guy um, until his 20th birthday to <laughs> to, to mature out, um, given what he can do with his feet and with his with his head. So, so you're think- saying you're saying 19 year 19 year olds aren't fully matured and physically developed yet? Uh typically not. <laughs> <laughs> Who could have seen that coming? So, um so I I think the thing is with Busio is that um it's he's 19, so I think that we we need to start looking at him not as someone who's going to necessarily be all that helpful in Qatar in 2022, but somebody who's probably going to be a, a locked in ink starter for 2026. Um, because by that point he'll be 24, 25, which is, you know, about as close to a prime as you're going to get. Um, and he, you know, I think if he continues playing, cause, because technically he, he, he could hang. It's just, he's, he's not strong enough. So, you know, get in the weight room, young man. I was gonna say also something that, you know, 18 19 year olds aren't really known for is coming in fully physically matured so let's give them a couple of years with a professional grade uh strength and conditioning coach and nutritionist and stuff and see how that turns out yeah it'll be fine um some things happened in germany i don't know john brooks was funny he he, he pushed someone down in stoppage time and then like mocked mocked that i, I think it was andre silva and yeah like, he couldn't silva, sleep. yeah and then he was just like like hand on his on his head like he was going to slip sleep it was great um tyler adams also played in that game he played fine it wasn't all that interesting this is what i want to talk about we are we are in week three of the premier league season yes and i'm looking at the table and uh stumpy can you tell me 
Who is on top of the table? Uh, from the way I'm looking at it now, it appears to be the boys from Tottenham. Tottenham the Hotspur. lads. The lads from Tottenham. Lads from Tottenham Hotspur. And uh, I want you to go to the bottom all the way. Scroll down. I don't want to take this away from Kevin. I think that this could be kind of cathartic for Kevin. Kevin, who is at the bottom of the Premier League table and who owns them? The second best crocky owned team in the world is at the bottom of the Premier League table. Did you just say that Arsenal is a better uh, Cronky-owned team than the LA Rams? Because I'm willing to have that argument. <laughs> or the Denver Nuggets or the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, oh, really, it's just the, it's, it's his worst team. He, yeah, he, I think he, for, he may forget sometimes just who's in the, you know, who's holding portfolio. That's entirely uh, possible. Uh, so that's right. Right now, Tottenham, three wins in three games, uh, three goals. In three games. Yeah, definitely sustainable. That is that is a sustainable outcome. But you know what? It actually is sustainable. Um, scoring zero goals, giving up nine, and being 0-3. There's no regression coming. None whatsoever. You're uh, not lucky. You're just bad. Yep. <laughs> so I oh. actually watched, I watched the, the Man City-Arsenal match, and is that Arsenal because- looked horrible. Horrible. Hold on. Were, were you were you the sickos meme? No, because that was the English that was the English language broadcast yesterday. So, so you you didn't have like you didn't go like a yes ha ha ha, ha yes yes. I mean, I kind of did internally, but it was because it was my only English language option. <laughs> um, Arsenal are bad. They're just bad at soccer. I can't believe Arteta still has a job. Um. Oh, there's a well. Speaking of which, his next game is against uh, the team one ahead of him in the table, um, who have scored a goal. Yep. Uh, that would be our, our, our friends from Norwich. Yes. So um, I assume that he's getting – I don't know if they're, like, trying to give him time to get the squad right, but it's, I feel it's, like the better move was just to, just to fire him. Well, I mean, it's year it's, – I think, I think he's, he's managed, like – 90 games or something. So I think it's like two and a half or three years at this point. Um, his club just spent a hundred and what? 20 million pounds. And they're bad. Like you, you look at Arsenal's players and you say, and, and like, I'm, I'm just like, do any of these players inspire anything resembling interest? Like, are you super stoked to see anybody on Arsenal play? Uh, not really. Also, this is kind of vi- uh, vindicating for Mesut Ozul because it turns out that he wasn't poisoning the locker room. The locker room just sucks. Yeah, it's like it's like it's it. You didn't have a, an attitude problem. You had a talent problem. Right. You know, like like I think I think Saka is is probably the only player looking at this roster who I would I would be like if he if he came to Spurs I'd be like oh great cool. You know, the rest of them is like, I don't, I don't want a Neil Smith row on the field. I was reminded yesterday that Lacazette still plays for them. I, like it, he has been yeah. such an afterthought for two seasons that it was kind of amazing to be like, oh shit, he's still there. He has not started a Premier League game. He's not. He's not gone longer than seventy minutes in a Premier League game since April. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And, and you're talking about someone who, like, had a really good career. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I truly, truly don't know what they're doing. Um, and he, you know, I, I think Arteta doesn't know what he's doing. I think that the team as constructed is bad. But, you know, what? let's be positive. Uh, they play Norwich next week, so maybe they'll draw and get a point. Or two weeks after the international break. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, best case scenario is getting, is drawing and getting a point. I mean, like, it, yeah. And it's not like, it's not like they're, they're, they're 0-0. They, they, they've lost three games and they're battling. Like, Wolves are 0-0-3, but in each of those games you watch it and you're like, well, okay, if something happens yeah they gave up a goal in the 81st to man united like they were they were playing 
Right. And, and against Spurs, like they were right there. You know, Traore was the best player on the field in that game. Like, okay, fine, fine. But the fact of the matter is, is that like Arsenal are not close. No. So I, I don't, I like, and, and, and I, you know, you need to talk about them because they're, they're a, a, a train wreck and I enjoy watching train wrecks, but like, I don't, I don't know if it was any other club, I would probably be like, ah, that's, They'll, they'll turn it around. I feel sort of bad, but it's sort of funny, blah, blah. I don't think they're t- going to turn it around. Like, Antonio Conte is not going to make these players better. He's not going to make Ben White worth 50 million pounds. Yeah, I don't think – I don't think they're going to get better until they fire Arteta, sack Arteta. Uh, so until Arteta's out uh... – Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Yeah, it is what it is. Let's talk about Tottenham. Uh... Tottenham has turned into the Big Ten team of my of my dreams. <laughs> they win every game seven to nothing. Like so, the Big Ten, the Big Ten team of your dreams is Northwestern. No, because Northwestern like tries to pass the ball. This team is is Wisconsin in 1999. It's like we are going to play defense and we are going to run the ball. And by running the ball, I mean like uh, score on set pieces. Right. Um. But yeah, Tottenham, top of the league. Uh, oh, we should probably close the loop on this, but uh, arguably the best player of our t- all, all time uh, is now at Manchester United. Second best player of all time. I said arguably. I mean, people argue about it. They're wrong. I mean, he's not as good as Messi. But um, So Cristiano Ronaldo back in the Premier League, and that brings me to something that I wanted to talk about, which is um, – do you remember all those like concerns about the European Super League and how it was going to ruin world soccer? Yes. Yeah. What if I told you that there already was a Super League and it's just called the Premier League? Well, it's the teams that can spend all the money, but yeah. Uh, it's also, I feel really good because I thought for about, what, 24 hours this week that I was a genius for calling Ronaldo to Man City. Turns out uh, I also don't know shit, so <laughs> here we are. Who could have seen that coming? Well, that was that was a weird thing to wake up to. Yeah, that, uh, it, it seems like it came out of nowhere. Well, so the the report from um, from Football Woj was that apparently uh, Jorge Mendez, who, who's who's his his agent, right? He he reached out to Man United. Man United was like not even it wasn't even on their radar, and Mendez was like, "Hey, you want Ronaldo?" And they're like, "Uh." Sure. Always. <laughs> they were like, yeah, what, 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 to do what? <laughs> does like, he want to, does he want to coach now? Yeah. Like, like what, what do you, what to do what? And they were like, uh, play football. They're like, great. Yeah. Uh, sure. How much? It's like, well, Juventus want 30. Can only do 20. All right. 20. Good. So like, and like, like I have to imagine that if you're at Man United, you, you got to be wondering like, well, like, what is is it a lemon? Can <laughs> like, I be able to bring it back in six days because there's no carburetor? <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. So even as a thirty, he's what thirty seven turning thirty eight. I think he's thirty six turning thirty seven. Okay, but if you know how to play him, it doesn't really matter. The question, I, there's obviously a bunch of questions surrounding this transfer. Um, one of my big ones is if Bruno and Ronaldo couldn't play together for Portugal, like, why all of a sudden do we think this is gonna? be a perfect match why did bruno allegedly help recruit ronaldo to man united and also does like uh, this brings back to the portugal thing does ronaldo think that he's going to be the engine on this offense because if so that might be a problem if he understands like hey man you are basically just our up top center forward now then like this is going to be successful as hell but I i don't know if his ego is ever going to let like help him understand hey you're just the up top guy quit touching shit yeah it's it's a weird thing because at this point in in ronaldo's career he's a designated hitter 
right? Like yes. he's, he's in the box and he'll score goals. Like I, I, I think, you know, on another podcast, like I said, um, like 30, like I think that in all competitions, it's not unreasonable to say that he'll score 30 goals in what 40 games, you know, between the, the champions league and, and the premier league. And well, well, also he's going to be there. De- uh, he's, he's going to be their designated uh, set piece guy, uh, presumably. So it'll help. It'll hurt. Bruno, but it will definitely help Ronaldo's goal totals. Right. But like at the end of the day, like, you know, if, if he's willing to be late career, David Ortiz, then yeah, I think this will work out fine. He'll be up top. Bruno will get him the ball. He'll score goals. But is he willing to do that? Like this guy who, who, who has an ego that's pretty famous. Yeah. (laughs) Who basically just created literally a clone of himself. Uh, That's another I mean, we're still, what, a decade away from this being really that interesting. But Ronaldo Jr. being – or Ronaldo going to England uh, with Ronaldo Jr. at, like, academy age is also incredibly interesting because of, you know, the the foreign – or the international implications. Like, I think I saw somewhere that currently he is eligible to play for – the United States, Portugal, Spain, and Italy. So he he's he's a quad nat. So um, at at what point do we start saying like, all right, Cristiano, we will drop the charges. If you're <laughs> like like we're doing he got game, like we are doing the straight up he got game. We'll drop the charges if if your kid commits to the right program. <laughs> uh, be a tough sell. Yeah, just to be clear, we don't support that. No, no, no. Hold on. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, please don't do that. Uh, yeah, there's States. a lot of glee in your voice. We want to be very clear. We think he should be prosecuted to the full extent of you know whatever he did. But the the implications surrounding his son are never not going to be interesting because, as far as we know, his son is probably you know a piece of shit rich kid, but he's not a horrible person yet. He he calls it soccer. I know that there was an Instagram video that, that Cristiano posted where his dad, where, where his kid called the game soccer, which I, I think is a good sign. Yeah, that's kind of, I mean, that's, we're getting into, you know, USMT as college football recruiting again, but that is, that is like an interesting tea leave to kind of try and parse through. Yeah. I mean, like, it's not the worst fact. I'll say that. Like, look, we are coming at this as, as the Cincinnati at the table, like, you know, Portugal is, is the hometown team. Uh, Spain and Italy are like the, 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 the heavyweights. And we're out here, like, just trying to get an official visit. Like, it'll look good if our hat is on the table when you make your decision. Right. Yep. Like, do us, do us a solid Cristiano Jr. Just, like, pretend that you're, you're considering us. <laughs> For the next 10 years. How you doing, Coach? I'm doing great today, Coach. Do you know why I'm doing great? Tell me. Because I get to make podcasts with my friends using the Anchor app. It, and, well, you know, I, I get why that makes you happy, but certainly you have to pay for the Anchor app. You know, you'd be surprised to find out? Completely free. Completely free. But they say nothing is free. Well, apparently podcasting with your friends can be through the Anchor app. Wow. Well, you know, I'm, I'm sure that it's like... You got to have some like super complicated studio or editing software, right? You know, I can't say that confidently, but since you're the one that edits all of our podcasts, I'm fairly confident any moron can do it. Well, you know, any, any moron can do it because again, I do it. Now that doesn't mean that you can edit well. You can, I can, I don't really know how to edit, but you can do it through the Anchor app. It supposedly makes it easy you're just not that good at it it's all right and we when we say you we mean the royal you listener not just you asa uh, or but, you greg right uh and not just you greg you greg but you greg greg Burrett. who who i assume listens does do, do we have confirmation that greg burhalter listens to the podcast we have confirmation that a greg listens to the podcast why do we need the second one i mean you certainly don't need an extra g no, that's just, Correct. that's incredibly wrong. Um, but, you know, people listen to our, our podcast and they, they listen to it all over the place. So does that happen by magic? 
It it might. I don't know how we got a Czech Republic listener. <laughs> well, I think it's because the Anchor app distributes via Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It does. It's very easy to find. I've been able to find it on at least two of those services. And, you know, isn't that what the whole point is? Spotify, Apple, Google. Our what more do you need than those three? Right. Our tech overlords have made it clear that that's what you need. So that's what you need. What, what do you want? Um, so here's, here's probably the biggest question. Um, it is well established that you get pray, paid in breakfast tacos. Yes. Um, but if somebody wanted to be paid in perhaps fiat currency, such as dollars or pesos, could they do that through the Anchor app? I don't personally understand why they would choose to do that. But yes, the Anchor app is willing to pay you in fiat currency instead of breakfast tacos, if you are so inclined. We're, we're, we're just saying that if you wanted to trade your podcasting voice for fiat currency that would then be used to buy breakfast tacos, you could do that. That's your choice. Your uh, ideas intrigue me, and I would like to sub- subscribe to your podcast. And I can do so using Google, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. Just go to Touchlines and Touchdowns and click that little follow button, and you'll hear from us twice a week, every week. Every week. Um, so it sounds like this podcast, which is very professionally done, is all done in one place through the Anchor app. It sure is, which makes bridging our four different time zones a hell of a lot easier. Sure does. So do you want to do you want to do, do the call to action or do you want me to do the call to action? Be my guest. <laughs> this is a professional podcast. So. Dear listeners and friends, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Uh, do not put anchor.fm slash TLS underscore N underscore TDS um, because we don't get anything from it. So just go straight to anchor.fm or download the free Anchor app so you too can trade fiat currency for breakfast tacos. That's really the dream. How's it going, Coach? Uh, it's going pretty well. How's it going over there? Our long national nightmare is over. College football has returned. In the most Big Ten way possible. Oh, uh, it was beautiful. It was gorgeous. So Big Ten, it hurts. I mean, like, can you, like, like I, I suppose like we should, like, preview this, but, like, I want to talk first about the fact that Brett Bielema returned to the Big Ten, punted, and then got a safety on the same play, and, and like, man, welcome home, Bert. <laughs> you, you've always belonged here, and I think you know it. Like, look, Arkansas is a Big Ten SEC team, but still. Uh, maybe the most Big – no, that's Vander, Vanderbilt's still the most Big Ten SEC team. What has he been doing between Arkansas and now? Patriots. Beer. Yes. Uh, <laughs> one of those sounds plausible. Wait, is, it, is it the wait, beer? Yeah, is it the beer? <laughs> yeah, it's the beer. I I didn't know that he was with the Patriots. <laughs> uh, apparently, he's been last year with the Giants. Ah, that, that explains things. So, he spent 2018 with the Patriots as a consultant to the head coach, which means to, not getting he, paid. He did To nothing. the head coach. Uh, 2019 was Patriots DL. Last year with Giants linebackers, and now he's in Illinois. I didn't realize he was an Illinois native either. I didn't know that either. From so Prophetstown, Illinois, which is basically wow. Wow. basically Iowa. Wow. Uh, so, so Brett Bielma uh, attended Iowa, has, an, has a Hawkeye on his calf, and has now coached at two Big Ten West schools, not Iowa. Great. <laughs> Great. Love it. Um, also, this is a dumbass sport. How do you work for the, the Giants and then get a head coaching job? Because Illinois was like, hey, you, you're from Illinois and you were a head coach in the Big Ten. <laughs> and here we are. Yep, exactly. Exactly. Here we are. So yeah. um, the, the big news on the weekend is two players with, because I, I happen to know this because I attended the school, Two players with active University of Michigan 
student emails uh, won games this weekend. Brandon Who's Peters. Second? Brandon Peters. And Zach uh, Charbonnet. Yeah. I, right. Didn't didn't uh, Peters like go out after the first series or something like that? Yeah, I think yeah. He, uh, he got his shoulder driven to the ground, so he yeah he broke his collarbone. Yeah, yeah. So he, I mean, he in in limited snaps, he played pretty well. Yeah, um, you know, uh, three for four, thirty-five yards, no carries. Um, like it, it, it was, it was, or or two. Sorry, he, he got sacked twice for fifteen yards, but obviously yeah. that's not. That's not part of the uh, the rushing game of Brandon Peters. So, uh, and the other one, hey! the other Bless one. Bless you. Bless you. Thank you. Uh, see, all of our, our our close listeners will know that we are not going to edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> but I would like to point out that we do, in fact, know how to. We choose not to. Right. We. This is a decision. Do we know uh, how to? Yeah, yeah, he finally figured it out. Oh, nice, nice, nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, so th- this game actually actually had a cadence of oh wait sorry um, not every player with an active Michigan student ID uh, won Oliver Martin plays for Nebraska. Oh, oh that yeah, that's right. Huh. Cool. Anyways, uh, so so the the Illinois offense was was as Brett Bielema as you can imagine. Um, Super boring. They threw the ball 19 times. <laughs> um, yeah, they didn't have to because Nebraska just stunk. Yeah. Yeah, this this game had uh, – I mean, this game was super Big Ten West. And, like, I'm, I'm, I'm upset because it kicked off at, uh, I guess, 1 p.m. Eastern. Yeah. But, but and, and on Fox and obviously, like, whatever. But this game had ESPN2 with Beth Moens at noon all over it. And the fact that they didn't do that is like is personally upsetting to me. Well, part of it's because it was supposed to be in Ireland. Although I don't because that would mean that the game would have had to have been at like 9 a.m. So I don't know what happened in the contracts where they took the whatever I didn't check Fox at 9 a.m. because I don't hate myself that much and I was watching EPL. But it was, I, it was an infomercial. Seriously? Seriously. Well, I guess you can't schedule the football game at 9 a.m. because that would have been like 8 a.m. for them. But that's still – I don't know why you don't just throw around at noon then. Wait, are you you staring at the box score? Uh, I am. Okay. It makes me sad that Oliver Martin is the leading receiver of this game. Well, yeah, because it was like all that was in like one pass. Uh, Not – all of no, it. he he had he had six yeah. for one hundred three. No, he was a he was productive. Yeah, was, but one of them was like a fifty yard pass. That was, was yeah, for forty three yards. But still, I mean, the other five receiving yards that's that's ten yards per per um per catch. I can't yeah. believe Adrian Martinez still has a freaking job. Well, I can't believe Adrian Martinez is still their is still their their quarterback it's the well, second martinez we talked about this last week yeah i know i know but, but <laughs> seriously like like th- this is this is one of those fun things where you where you talk about um we're talking about like scott frost oh scott frost he's blah 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 blah. this is year what four or three three four three four three somebody look this up fact of the matter is, is that, <laughs> you hear us doing it <laughs> The fact of the matter is, is that it's it's year three or four. Let's say it's three. It's four, but uh, that's counting last year. So yes, I now agree with Angus. It's it's three. No, right. it's four because I'm I'm making a recruiting point. Um, oh, okay, yeah, four. These you're are his in guys. year four. You're in year four, and you 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 don't have a quarterback who can eclipse fifty percent um, before garbage time. And make no mistake, the last drive of the game, Illinois was was, cha- you know, three safeties back you know, 20 yards. Yeah. Um, so, so I, I, th- I think he was like 10 for 21 before that, that last. And his thing is quarterbacks. <laughs> right. But well, I guess, I guess here's the thing is that like he did, Adrian Martinez did go 17 for 111 in the touchdown. Um, so like, there's something to that, I guess. But he but, looked, like, he looked bad doing it. Even his completions were, you know, three feet over his receivers' heads. They're just making acrobatic catches. He's not. Yeah. He looks. He looks bad. 
I cannot believe that there there can't there has to be somebody in the state of Nebraska who can do that better. Wait, before before you finish that sentence, seriously, in the state of Nebraska? Yeah, I was I was gonna say in in the recruiting footprint. Yeah, Yeah, the recruiting footprint of Nebraska. Come on. (laughs) Which is the state of Nebraska. Yeah, it's basically Wisconsin. It's a bunch of farm boys. No, that is yeah, but that's a perfect overlap. Yeah, but like at least Wisconsin has the <laughs> Nebraska's recruiting foothold, and the state of Nebraska is a per- that Venn diagram is a perfect circle. <laughs> I mean, like it's 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 an interesting thing about Nebraska, especially at this point, because all of us grew up we're, we're on like the young end of the Nebraska dynasty, the most recent yes. one. Yeah, um, and so like it's it's this fascinating thing where, and and we'll talk about Michigan later in this same regard, I'm sure, not later this episode, but later this season. Um, but like the kids who are coming up now, like Nebraska is not special. Like who's Eric Crouch, right? Yeah, like, but Eric Crouch wasn't really special to begin with. So I don't know if that's the He best. won a Heisman. Did he though? Like, yes. wasn't that just a collective like he, society? He did dream? win. He's got a trophy. Yeah. I mean, he, look, it was, he was one more Reggie Bush <laughs> did win and he doesn't have a trophy. What's your point? Damn it. I was going to make that joke. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, wait, hold on. Fun, fun game. What is Eric Crouch doing right now? Selling insurance. I was uh, going to say that. <laughs> nope. He is, he is the head coach of, of a what? university. Of a real university? Uh, yeah, it is. Is it, is it the same level as like San Diego State? Oh, you sweet summer child. <laughs> <laughs> SDSU is, is division one in the NCAA. <laughs> Um, uh, he is the head coach of the Midland University Warriors. Correct. Who is, who is an NAIA team uh, competing in the Great Plains Athletic Conference. So that means uh, that this year, this year, Eric Crouch, Heisman winner, NFL pro, will be taking his teams uh, against such. Well, he's playing Northwestern. Is he really? Really? Northwestern College in Orange City, Iowa. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you had me for a second, man. Yeah. Also, I'm not sure he ever played in the NFL. Uh, He played as a safety for the Jets, I think. That was Scott Frost. You were literally confusing the two of them. Nah, he was initially drafted by the Rams as a wide receiver. But according to Wikipedia, still wants to play quarterback. I am also reading the exact same paragraph currently. (laughs) (laughs) Um, oh, hard tackle caused him to have 150 cc's of blood drained from his leg. Jeez. So, yeah, he never played in the NFL. He left the team before playing a game. All of which is to say nobody gives a shit about Nebraska. <laughs> yeah, we took us we, – we went we, we around way about it, but we got there. Yeah. Got there. Um, so, anyways, so the, the, the point is, is that, like, you have these kids, and so if you're, if you're growing up outside of Nebraska – um, or Iowa or Missouri, I guess, or Oklahoma for reasons that are unclear. Um, like, do you give a shit? Like, oh, Nebraska's calling. Okay. I think they do because they don't, like, they don't have anything else in that state as far as, like, a professional sport. No, no, I'm, right? I'm, I'm, I'm saying outside of, outside of oh, kids. outside of Nebraska. Nebraska. No, I don't think so. I mean, because they haven't been relevant since Indomitian Sioux. Uh... Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Also, really funny. Do you know where N- Indomitian Sioux is from? Ace, I know you know. Yeah. I have no, I have no idea because whatever I guess is going to be wrong. Portland, Oregon. So, yes. Really? <laughs> yes. Yep. Right? Yep. Wild. Really? Wow. I didn't and know that Portland, Oregon grows defensive tackles like Indomitian Sioux. Right? <laughs> uh, they do not. Um, it's it's actually it's, it's a fascinating it's a fascinating concept because it's like the fact that this kid did not go to the University of Oregon. Yeah. Like well, well, Oregon wasn't a thing at that time, right? Are, are, is, no, is that... your, are, are you saying that Oregon wasn't a thing in 2010? Yeah, that was like oh, the height wow. of Oregon's power. That's actually a lot. That's more recent than I thought it was. Okay. No, sorry. Yeah. Sorry, I mean, sorry. yeah, then, yeah, because also he committed. In. He, he committed in, on January 20th, 2005. So you're. 
you're 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 past Joey Harrington era Oregon, so it's still like it's enough of a thing. Yeah. A kid yeah. from Portland should not be leaving. No, and going to Omaha. Well, but I <laughs> no, mean, not Omaha, Lincoln. I'm thinking of yeah, but Omaha Nebraska at that time was still kind of known as like a defensive lineman like the, factory. So I guess that makes more sense. Like the Oregon is not known for that. No, this. This is fascinating. His official visits indicate that this kid was definitely, definitely looking to get paid. Why? Because he, he, t- so this is in Dominican Sue. Okay. He was, he's not, he was the, the number six or nine defensive tackle in the country. Okay. And as we've discussed on this, this podcast, certainly, but, but offline as well, defensive tackles are things that people need and want. So even though we didn't know he was in Dominican Sue, like, a top 10 defensive tackle, you you are going to go across. recruited. Yeah, we yeah. get it. Okay. So you would think, all right, from the West Coast, you're, you're probably going to look at, at USC. You're going to probably, you know, maybe at that time UCLA. I don't know, blah, blah, blah. His official visits were Nebraska. Okay. Yep. Uh-huh. Mi- Mississippi State. Yep. Okay. The <laughs> U. <laughs> uh, Marshawn Lynch era Cal Berkeley. <laughs> And Oregon State. That's a really weird list. Yeah. Oh, okay, but here's here's a question. Number you said number nine defensive tackle in the country. Like, what is that in the aggregate? Uh, what do you mean? Yeah. Like, what, what, what was his star rating? Like, what was he? He's a four star. Okay, then yeah, you should have been heavily recruited. Yeah. Well, but I mean, he went like to, Pete Carroll for the visits and the the two big at that time like the two big defensive linemen factories were Nebraska and the U, right? So, I mean, he went to at least two of the right And the U? No. By, by, no, no, 2005. Oh, 2005. So, by the time he came out, no. But, the time, by, but when he was still taking recruiting visits, like, yeah. they were fresh off that second, second wave with, like, Ed Reed and Ray Lewis and all those guys. Yeah. Sean Taylor. Yeah. I guess, I guess the, the takeaway here is that um, Oregon, you fucked up. Yeah. 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 Pretty much. Yeah. Um, but, but back to the point, Scott Frost and friends, uh, they have a problem. I, I, is there a reason to keep him? I mean, no, you're in year four and, and your, your offense is, is, is bad. You're still regressing. Is, yeah. Your, your, your defense can't stop Arthur fucking Sitkowski <laughs> who went 12 for 15 for uh, 8.3 yards per attempt. Yeah, and who threw 18 picks for Rutgers two years ago. And they're in year zero of Brett Vilma, question mark. Yes. Glorious part of the Big Ten. They're coming up <laughs> with the Lovey Smith era. Like, what are we doing, Nebraska? I, I mean, they also have the same problem, kind of, that Michigan does, that their prodigal son came back and he's failing. So Yeah, but it's on a no, – dude, you cannot <laughs> compare Scott Frost to this Jim Harbaugh. This Jim is Harbaugh is putting up like level. a 750, 800 winning percentage. That's just not good enough for the Michigan fan base. Yeah. Scott Frost is the second worst coach Nebraska's ever had to make yeah. it through se- three seasons. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, also like to see what happens by the end of the year, but it's not a good start for Scott Frost. I mean, the thing is, is that like, and, and, we, and we talked about this, I think we talked about this last week, um, but like, you you are staring one in five, like in the face here, because next week you get you blow at home, and we all know Buffalo Buffalo can play. But let's let's say you win that game, okay? Then you've got a, a to go. Wait, to wait, 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 hang on. Why would you schedule Buffalo? Because you don't know what you're doing. Um, <laughs> seriously, I mean, you also probably scheduled that five okay. years ago, so. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, oh, but sorry. still, like that's a that's a hard game. That's like scheduling. Uh, I mean, it uh, might not have been five years ago. I, yeah. Buffalo is routinely like a, a a difficult game. Like that's just not. Anyways, continue. <laughs> anyways, the, the point is, is that so so after beating Fordham and they'll beat Fordham, you you can absolutely lose to Oklahoma. Then you have to go to Norman. What do or you, mean you can absolutely lose to Oklahoma. You can just Buffalo. say you're going to lose to Oklahoma. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, they, I'm. I'm I meant to say that 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 you can absolutely lose to Buffalo. You will lose to Oklahoma. There you go. All right, so that's zero and three. And then no, no, they 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 play Fordham, so they'll be one and three. Yeah. Um, and then you go to East Lansing. 
I, this team is not good. So I'm, I, you can absolutely go one and four. And then you've got a night game against Northwestern. And <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Sorry, night game with Northwestern and Nebraska. Wow. No, and that's the game that. where Scott Frost gets left in Chicago. Uh, it's the the game is in Lincoln, but yeah, yeah fine. They're gonna fly him to Chicago and leave him. Leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> also, I was right. Exactly five years ago, the 2016 season, Buffalo went two and ten. Kiss my butt. Fair enough. Um, so there was another Power Five game this weekend. Uh, I, I look. I don't want to talk about Nebraska anymore because they're bad and they're boring. And that's sure. like that's the worst thing you can be. You can be bad or you can be boring, and they're both. Um. And look, like that game, that game against Illinois yesterday, like Nebraska had, had, w- was up nine, two, like it, at no point were they the better team here. <laughs> like kind of two. Yeah, no, it was not good. Also, I, I just want to come back to this w- once again, uh, ex- except for the last three years, Buffalo has been historically trash. So you guys need to like calm down a little bit, learn some history. You'll I, get there. You'll get I, there. I, I, I did not say anything positive about Buffalo. It's all there. Lance Leopold. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, how about how about Chip Kelly getting and I cannot believe this is actually true, his first non-conference win as head coach of the UCLA Bruins. What really? Yep. Well, last year they didn't play any conference games. Uh, oh. his, his conference schedules the first two years were like really, really strong. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I remember his first game, if I, I think it was his first game, was that Texas A&M game. That's, yeah, that sounds right. Like yeah. they, they were up by like 30 in the second half and then blew it to, I think, Manziel. I don't think that's close enough. I think it would have been... Uh... No. no, it was, it was, it was uh, Kenny Trill. That's it. <laughs> that's exactly what it was. What a weird era that was. Um, so this game was notable for the fact that it was not ever a game. Um, yeah, not not uh, competitive ever. Yeah, like it. it, it I, I I think the backups were in by by the second half. Um, but you you know with these types of games you try to learn something from it, and I think what we learned is that um, Dorian Thompson Robinson, who's who's the quarterback there, who is who's really really heavily recruited. I think Michigan wanted him pretty bad. Um, Angus. I I mean the name sounds familiar. <laughs> that, that, DTR yeah. baby. DTR. He yeah. is very DTR. Um, and down to so, run. Yes, right. Um, he's actually not three for sixteen, but uh, so so he he went ten for twenty for six point five yards per attempt. That's not good. No, nope. neither neither no. of those numbers are good. Um, but what we did learn is that uh. I think Chip found himself a running back. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, Zach Charbonnet is there. I know. Yeah, he is. He is. Um, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure I remember reading that he transferred because he was homesick and also, like, probably got sick of dealing with a huge running back rotation that he potentially fell out of. Well, I mean, let's uh, also be honest know. here. If, if you're going to go, you know, six I mean, and six every year, now. wouldn't you rather go six and six in – Los Angeles than in <laughs> yeah yeah you yeah. you would you would um but you know good for him if he's if he's their workhorse then that's awesome um but also just like looking at the looking at the box score he was not their their workhorse Britton Brown was he got thirteen carries so yeah. but most uh, of those, I, I don't most know. of those carries came in the second half yeah um, got they, it. He, uh, got Charbonnet it. stopped carrying pretty early also yeah. point of correction the uh the the Tamu game was actually Jed Fish's friend of the podcast, Jed Fish's last last year at UCLA. <laughs> uh, uh, Chip has lost to Cincinnati twice. That's uh, that's hold on, hold on. Let's let's go through this. Okay, losing to Cincinnati in this era is not as embarrassing as it usually is. Go on. No, uh, and then he's gotten blown out by Oklahoma twice, which is not embarrassing. Sure. Uh, in yeah. 2019, he lost by nine to San Diego State. That happens. Which I is, shouldn't this also be uh, another Brady team, or is it that would have been a Brady Hoke team? Yeah, I think that sounds right. And then yeah. he lost. He got blown out in 2018 to Fresno State. That's which, that's embarrassing. 
think, uh, was DTR's first year. As a yeah. rookie, I think he was starting as a rookie or as a, a freshman. Yeah, uh, and it was it was no, it was at home. Never mind. He no. lost by twenty four. Yeah, I remember that game because there were there were a lot of jokes about Chip Kelly um, because you know. Oh yeah, I forgot he started zero and five at uh, UCLA. Yeah, no, 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 he he came in the opposite of on fire, cold. Yeah, cold on yeah. ice. On ice. On, on ice, right. Yeah. Fire ice, yeah. I Fire and ice is a thing, yeah. Somehow yeah. the closest game they played during that entire uh, 0-5 streak was they only lost to number 10, Washington, by 7. Huh. Huh. So, so I, I mean, I, I suppose we should point out here that Chip Kelly always was good against Washington at Oregon? Sure, why not? Yeah, why, why not? Um, so... I, I think that like the, the this game otherwise was not all that interesting. Um, I was annoyed that they put it on at a normal time and not at two a.m. Yeah, you also live in California. Uh, I do, but so that the Pac-12 change. after dark is no longer a thing for you, sir. Uh, it's still a thing. It's it's more of like an. What an time ideology. do you think the sun goes down? Yeah. Also that. Uh, yeah. True. <laughs> like it, it gets gets dark earlier. Um, but also, um, games in – I know that this game was in Los Angeles, but games in Hawaii don't uh, operate by the standards of uh, the Western – or the Pacific time zone. So, Right. Anyways. Right. Um, so, the – also, this Hawaii team is, is coached by Todd Graham. I just want to point that out. Wait, Why no, it's Todd, Todd Grantham. Nope, different guy. Didn't we just do this? We just did this. <laughs> Um, so, um, yeah, also that's, I mean, that's still a really shitty thing to do to Hawaii because what's, cause this game kicked off noon LA time, uh, 1230. Yeah. So that's, isn't that like 730 AM for Hawaii? Give or take 830 AM. That's kind of a shitty thing to do. You, you would, th- I'm kind of with, uh, both of you now, like that game should have kicked off at like 330 local. Yeah. yeah, that 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 game should have been the the last game, but it wasn't because there was there was another game going on that they had to they had to counter program. Um, because if you don't get you know if ESPN doesn't have UCLA uh, against Hawaii, then then eyes are going to go to CBS to watch Fresno State versus Connecticut, which was also obviously crappy. obviously. I'm trying to figure out what that. what was supposed to be on yesterday because all the football games started early or like considerably or uh you know relatively speaking so were they afraid of scheduling against the nfl preseason i can't think of any other big games that happened last night like why couldn't you have a 7 30 kickoff for ucla hawaii um, you're, you're trying you're trying to logic the first week of college football programming yeah this so is week 12 yeah there's like there's probably there's there's probably some logic to it but probably not but see, if there was logic, they wouldn't have opened with Nebraska against Illinois. Probably. But again, like, I don't think there's actually that much logic to it. That's the only thing that makes sense, though, because that was a that was an Ireland game that's been scheduled for like five years, which, if we're being honest, now that I'm saying that out loud, that doesn't make sense. Right. <laughs> but, keeping them, but keeping them in that slot at least somewhat makes sense. Are, are are we aware of like a, a large Irish population in 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 Nebraska or fire or, or that was that or was a, that was an Illinois Ireland idea. Uh, and I think didn't Illinois play Notre Dame in one of the first Ireland games? Yeah, but that's Notre that makes Dame. Sense. <laughs> They're the Irish. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like it's like you you had corn huskers. I'm not aware that there's corn in Ireland. There's potatoes, and the. Uh, are, are they still the Illini? Yep. Yeah. Okay. So you had Native Americans against corn. Yep. Yep. Which, in fairness, it makes sense that the Native Americans would eat the corn, right? Does that work? I, I mean, historically speaking, yes. I feel like that was vaguely racist. Was it? Playfully yeah. racist? I don't know. That's a that's just sticking to stereotypes. Maybe maybe they branched out. I think that it's it's just historical fact that uh, that that native that that maize and corn are are native to uh, North America. Okay, and so therefore, now we're bring, so now we're bringing Michigan into it. 
So now are we talking about Michigan football? Fine. <laughs> Fine. Is this is this how we're is this our is this our segue? Is this the transition? Speaking of maze and things that are gonna lose to Brett Bielema, Michigan. <laughs> they have to lose to a husky first. Actually, that should have been the segue from Fresno State beating up on UConn to UConn being a husky to Washington being the Huskies to Michigan's gonna be 0-1. Uh, yes, probably. But hold on. We, we need to talk about Fresno State UConn for a second, because I think that it's like, you know how like occasionally in, in sports, like it's usually pretty funny when someone gets their ass kicked, but at a certain point you start to feel bad and think that like maybe this game shouldn't be happening or this fight shouldn't be happening or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Connecticut, maybe call it a day. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't really know why they're still trying for football like i can't imagine their football team makes a lot of money every year no you it probably save... actively loses money yeah that's what i'm assuming so like why don't you just cut, cut program. that program hand all that money to gino and <laughs> we can keep going on D- does you because have there's their... a chance there's does always you... a chance of money <laughs> yeah does does uconn have a have an on-field uh football stadium uh, they on campus on, on yeah. campus Yes. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Nope. Really? 23 miles from their campus. What are we doing? Is it actually theirs or do they play uh, in somebody else's house? Uh, I think that they they play. So they play in, in Hartford, which is 23 miles away from stores. Yep. Um, I, I, I don't understand. <laughs> I, I i don't i don't understand yo uconn's yeah. football program is a lot older than you think it is i i, I who who like seriously who is this for uconn football who benefits from this dan orlovsky well that was a lot of fun did you have fun today i did i think we had some uh pretty solid conversations with our friends Angus and Kevin. Now, if I were going to try to find Kevin on the internet, could I do that? No, because Kevin doesn't believe in the internet. And if I were going to try to find Angus, could I find him? No, because Angus also does not believe in the internet. Mm-hmm. Well, if I was trying to find you, where could, where could I find you? You could find me at, well, at Mr. <laughs> Mojo Rising 89 on Twitter. And, you know, on occasionally you know you might want to you might want to tweet from somewhere else where would you do that i do occasionally i i tweet from our account our shared account because we share <laughs> ours 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 t l s underscore n underscore t d s also on twitter also on twitter but i, I suppose we we probably couldn't be found on on instagram we cannot be found on Instagram, and it's not because we're trying to figure it out because it takes three seconds to put up an Instagram account <laughs> because we don't know what we would share on an Instagram account. We're working on it. It'll be up running shortly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so a special thank you to our sponsors, the Smith Workforce Management Group, as well as the Anchor app. Uh, we appreciate you guys because you pay for our breakfast tacos. Um, Kosher breakfast. Right. Uh and uh, so do you, do you have any thoughts for our, for our listeners whom we love? Well, if you really do like us, please like and subscribe to this podcast. And give us five stars. We actually do appreciate those five stars. Um, but yes, thank you so much to our listeners, and we will see you next time. Adios. Sports Social Podcast Network.